Welcome everyone to the Partner Up Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Viancourt, a former introverted small towner who now adds value to businesses by sharing the most effective ways to grow and scale using affiliate and influencer partnership strategies. I'll share the lessons I've learned over the past 15 years while helping my clients generate more than 100 million in sales. We'll also dive into productivity hacks, mindset, and the newest trends from real case studies and expert interviews. You're just one partnership away from changing your business. Get ready to partner up and profit. Let's get into it. Before we get into the episode, make sure to visit PartnerUpProfits.com to get access to my library of systems, tools, templates, and courses to help you and your teams level up in affiliate and influencer marketing strategies. The Bootstrapper's Guide to Influencer Marketing is the go-to resource for making sense of how to profitably start build and scale an influencer marketing program. And it's got over two hours of free video lessons along with a resource guide. And I'm constantly adding new things to make your life easier with plug and play tools and templates. And it doesn't stop at influencer marketing. So if you like done for you systems and free stuff, then be sure to go to partnerupprofits.com and join the community today. All right, welcome to today's episode. Today, we are going to talk podcast advertising. So if you have a business, if you have a product, and you've ever wondered about podcast advertising and how it can make money for your business, this episode is going to take you through a really exciting story. So even if you're advanced, this is a story of how we advertise on one of the biggest shows on the planet. And we spent $50,000 on one singular ad and what it did for our business. Okay, So I have five takeaway lessons, things that I did right, things that I did not do right, and things that I would do differently if I were to invest again in a show of that magnitude. Before we jump into the story and the lessons, though, I want to share. My name is Joey Valencourt. And for the past 15 years, I've been helping scale businesses using partnership marketing strategies, including influencers, affiliates, and everything of an extension of those businesses, including podcast ads and YouTube content creators and any other partnership-driven methods to drive more sales to your business. And that's what this channel and that's what this podcast is all about. So if you are watching this podcast, please smash the like button now, subscribe so you don't miss any updates. Check out the podcast too if ever you're in your car and you're, if you're listening to this, of course, subscribe and check out the YouTube channel for the visuals that appear on screen. And without further ado, let's get into the first portion of this episode, which is the Partner Up Profits power move. Every single episode, I want to add one piece of value that you can walk away as a tactical thing that you can do in your relationships to build better networking connections, build more meaningful connections, and make an impact with others, whether it's in business or in personal. So my goal is to get to 101 Partner Profits Power Move and release these in a nice little book that you can take with you at any given time when you're going to events or just understanding what's the next thing you could do to wow the next client or person in your life. So today is going to be a bit of a conditional partner profits power move, meaning you need to know the person, you need to have an existing relationship, and you need to be able to extract a little bit of personal information from them. So here's the situation. Imagine if you're meeting with somebody on a Friday at 10 o'clock in the morning, and you know they like coffee because you've already done your research, and you've asked what coffee shop do you like around your house? Maybe one day we can go to it if forever I'm in your area, or what is your favorite food? What's your favorite restaurant? Now, before the call starts, you're going to plan this out. You're going to get that coffee into the hands of an Uber Eats driver or somebody to deliver that food or that coffee to the person at the time of your call. Now, on the call, before, before it starts, you make sure that they're at the door, very quietly waiting. Again, you have to make sure that they have access to the person's house. So if they're in like a gated community or something, of course, this might not work. But just do your homework and apply to the right people. As your call is starting, you say, hey, why don't we have a coffee together right now? They go, well, what do you mean? All of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. There's Uber Eats guy with their coffee and 
all of a sudden they go get it, they come back and they're impressed and they're never going to forget that. They just got a coffee delivered internationally to them from you. So that's your partner profits power move. Try with food, tea, gifts, anything else that they might like that could leave an impression prior to the call starting or while they're on the call is a nice little surprise. Okay, now let's get into today's episode and topic, though, advertised on one of the biggest podcasts in the world and the story behind it and the lessons learned. All right. So podcast advertising, what is it? It's those annoying things you hear during a podcast, especially if you don't have a subscription to Spotify and you can't bypass ads or it's a pre-roll advertising. It could be a mid-roll. It could be an end roll. It could be an organic placement. It could be an interview with the host. There's so many different forms of advertising. And today we're not going to focus necessarily on what each of those forms are and how they're priced. I just want to walk you through the lessons I learned from advertising on one of the biggest shows because this was a big gamble and not everyone has the opportunity to do this. I was fortunate enough to be working with a company that empowered me to invest into one of these shows. And we were fortunate enough as a company to have the reputation to get onto this show because I will tell you one thing. Even though there's lots of lessons today I'm going to teach you, one of the things to consider is that you're not going to get onto all these shows, even if you do have the cash flow to support the ad. Okay, You do have to get vetted, and most of the reputable podcasts out there actually care about what they're promoting. It's not just about the cash, so keep that in mind as you go into advertising. But also understand that podcast advertising is not for the beginner partnership marketing business. So if you're just getting into this, I wouldn't recommend to go into podcast ads. But if you're advanced and you're thinking about it or you're looking to invest into bigger shows, here are the five lessons that are going to help you understand if you should and how you should do the deal properly so you get the maximum ROI or return on investment, not just from revenue. So here's a story. I was chasing my whales, my unicorns with my teams. We all have them. They're the North Star that you set your business to thinking, if I get that one show, if I get onto that show, if I get to advertise, man, things are going to change. I'm going to be able to buy that Ferrari. I think it's going to blow up overnight, right? We all have that dream. And for some, it might exist and it might happen. I'm not here to tell you not to try and that it can't happen. I'm saying that for the average podcast advertising company and product, it's not the case and you're probably better investing in different methods, which I can share later on too. And in future episodes, we're going to keep talking about podcast ads. So let's get into now. The story is I was chasing this person for a long time. I finally got an email from a broker one morning. I woke up, was having coffee, felt good, saw an email pop up and my eyes just blew up. My brain started to just vibe and think about, oh my gosh, is it really happening? Is it really happening? And it was we got a yes to send a product to a certain podcaster that they want to try the product. We finally got in. So we sent them the product. They love the product. They said, yes, of course. I will happily accept $50,000 and you can advertise on my show. The blinders went up. I didn't think anything. I was in tunnel mode. I said, let's do this. Everyone said, yes, we're in with you, Joey. We believe in this. The time has finally come, okay? <laughs> Big news and a lot of expectations, of course. Now, the things to consider when advertising, a little bit of education prior to getting into the five lessons is, like I said, there could be pre-rolls, mid-rolls, end-rolls, and interviews. Some of these can be organic. They love the product. They just promote it, or they want a paycheck to promote it, including an interview. Sometimes you got to pay it to get on a show. Sometimes when you're advertising, they'll just get you on the show for free to amplify the ads um, effectiveness or the conversion rates. So keep that in mind. There's also different placement types. There's dynamic placements, meaning that you could buy a certain episode for 30 days and then the ad disappears. And then there's static placements, meaning it's like evergreen or baked into the episode. So that is the long tail dividend that you want. You definitely want to get baked in ads as much as possible. Although with 
the bigger advertisers, they'll typically do dynamic placements because it can sell more inventory and then they can swap out old catalog inventory for new ads. So just keep that in mind, but there are differentiators between the ads. And I did not realize that when I started to advertise in the beginning. And think about it this way too. Most of the time when you're dealing with brokers or agencies, their job is just to make more money for themselves as well as the client. So they're taking a cut of that. Just always remember that. And the host makes money, of course, just by selling more inventory. How the sponsor makes money is hopefully with the right strategies, you can continue to advertise the product in a way that continues to make sense on an ROI line that you can continue to advertise on a monthly Okay, now we're going to get into how to measure all that. But first off, let's get into the lessons today. Lesson number one, don't get caught up in the hype. Now, we were really excited that this person was the biggest podcaster in the world, or at least one of them. And they were the perfect avatar for our business, or so we thought. Now, the lesson number one is just because someone has a a huge audience doesn't mean that their people care about their product endorsement. And it doesn't mean that you have enough massive mainstream appeal to be advertising at that cost level. CPM is the measurement of which a podcast ad is defined on how to invest in a podcast. So a CPM is usually like $50 CPM. So depending on how many downloads they get and they can define their pricing. But I would say do not get blinded by, oh, they have a a million downloads a month. If we advertise with them, we're going to make our money back. No problem. That is not the case. Don't get caught up in the hype. Don't chase the vanity metrics. Lesson number two, never invest in just one ad. At the time, $50,000 for one ad, we couldn't afford to invest for three or four or six months. And we wanted to see how it did off that first one. So the lesson here is never invest in just one ad. And if you can only afford to invest in one ad, don't invest in the podcast. Because typically you need to invest at least for three months to see some sustainable results and to actually analyze it effectively. So the rule is, if I can invest for three months, I'm not even going to invest in one ad because think about how many times you have to see an ad in general and how many marketing touch points there are in this day and age and how much it's going to continue to increase in order to get that engagement, to get that click, to get that purchase. One advertisement will not do it and you will not see a good ROI from it. I can guarantee it. So that's my lesson number two. Never invest unless you're in it for the long haul or at least for three months or three to four ad placements, if not six within those three months time ranges. Lesson number three, get clear on your goals and extract the value. So you might be saying, Joey, if I invest $50,000, I want to at least make 50K back. And I would not argue with that. I want to make that money back, if not more. Because if you're thinking about how much you pay for labor costs, how much product cost is, and all your other overhead, even making back a break-even of 50K on a 50K spend isn't actually profitable. You're still in the negative. But you have to make more than the investment back, for sure. And you have to understand what that revenue ROI is. But more importantly, is to get clear on your goals beyond revenue. And this is where you might say, no, I just want to make money. Then this probably isn't for you. So step away from podcast advertising for now and realize it's a longer game to play. The dividends aren't as fast as a Facebook ad machine, meaning sometimes if you got things cranked, you're putting in a dollar, you're getting back two the next day. Podcast ads are a long tail dividend. You have to work really hard at it. And it's a lot of brand awareness and there's more to it. So the other goals you could set for yourself especially if you're advertising at this level, is get clear on, do you want to get user-generated content? Do you want to get licensing assets to use their ad in your marketing, in your web pages, in your ads, and elsewhere on your websites to bank off of that credibility and that authenticity that they were endorsing your product? Now, there's so many other advanced methods that you can use. 
for us, we didn't do any of that. None of that was included in the deal. So we couldn't put their photo on the website. We couldn't use them in the ads. We couldn't put them in emails necessarily. Officially, we could never say that they endorsed the product. There were so many things that we didn't tick off as part of the deal-making process because I was so consumed with the fact that we just have an ad. It's going to do amazing. That wasn't the case. But had we done those things, even if we hadn't have broken even, there might have been a lot more marketing fuel and marketing dividend to get back from that advertisement placement. So that's my push to you is just to make sure you're clear on that goal and what you want to achieve from this ad and then make sure that it's baked into that agreement and be ready to walk away if they're not willing to do that for you, if it's valuable to you and your business and that's what you're actually looking to get more than just revenue. The one thing I'll say though is we did this for a little bit of street cred too. Think about it this way. How cool is it when your friends hear you on the biggest podcast in the world and of course they think you've made it. And in a lot of ways, we did make it, okay? Even if the ad wasn't as successful as we wanted it to be, the fact that other people and other podcasters were listening to this show and they're hearing us on this show all of a sudden gives us a new level of credibility, okay? So just beyond revenue, like I said, that was one of the other under-the-radar strategies that I didn't even consider. Just the amount of street credibility was going to give us in terms of other opportunities to advertise in terms of other interviews that we could get on and other podcasts and other creators are going to be brought into our ecosystem from just being on this particular podcast. All right, lesson number four, track the untrackable, do the impossible, okay? <laughs> Hear me out. I'm going to walk through a little bit of a framework and system that I like to use now after learning tracking links itself and tracking coupon codes isn't the only way to track attribution. So it's up to you to define how you link attribution to certain teams, people, individuals, channels. And there's multi-point attributions, of course, where meaning the podcast ad could bring in the customer, but then it's an email that converts them. So there's all these different tactics you can use in your business and everyone's different. But I would suggest doing a couple of things to understand the data and make informed decisions. So tracking the trackable is attribution is always an issue with podcast ads. Think about it this way. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you might be in your car, you might be doing dishes, you might be doing something where it's like secondary to what the primary thing is you're doing. You don't have your device. You're not ready to go to the website and do anything yet. But If you've ever been interested in leveling up in partnership marketing, including affiliate and influencer marketing, as well as developing stronger partnerships and making better connections, then I want to invite you to check out partnerofprofits.com. It's a passion project dedicated to helping you simplify your business and personal life by giving you access to done-for-you templates, blueprints, and systems related to partnership marketing that you can instantly start to use and see results from. I've always been a systems guy, and the beauty of systems is that it takes the guesswork out of the process and gives you a plan that you can use immediately while saving you time and effort. So you'll get access to free training and courses on everything partnership marketing related to level up your knowledge. And because I have a soft spot for the boots on the ground folks out there who are expected to get more done in less time using less money, the systems I'm giving you are based on a bootstrap budget so you don't need to spend thousands of dollars right out of the gate. Just go to partnerupprofits.com and sign up through my free course to get my productivity toolbox, which includes templates for scorecards, objective planning, relationship tracking templates, productivity hacks, opportunity calculators, time blocking templates, and a whole bunch more cheat sheets being added regularly that will totally transform you into a partnership marketing expert and productivity ninja. 
You can also get access to the Bootstrapper's Guide to Influencer Marketing course that has over two hours of content where I'll teach you the right way to start working with influencers, including how to outreach, prospect, and close deals and start developing more partnerships and building your influencer army. Go to partneruppprofits.com and get access now. you're listening to the podcast to consume the information or you're watching this YouTube to get information, right? You might remember the website. You might not remember the code or even use the link. So in which case you have to think that is going to be attribution leakage at some point, meaning they're going to go and buy and you're not going to be able to account for it and track it back to that particular podcast. So I don't want you to think that's a cop out for people that saying that podcast ads, that you can attribute all my sales to podcast ads. That's not the case. What I'm saying is that you need to implement one particular hack. The hack is Measure all links and anything you can track, but then take the last six months average of daily sales and then watch over the next 30 days at least and to see a bump. Now, there's some assumptions you have to make around this. You have to be comfortable making those assessments and assumptions. But think about it this way. If on average over the past six months, your average daily sales were like a thousand bucks a day. Okay. Podcast ad drops. All of a sudden for the next seven days, your average daily sales go up to $2,000 a day. Provided that you didn't have any other big release or big promotion happening, again, this is an assumption, so I know businesses don't like assumptions, but you do have to lean in a little bit when it comes to podcast ads and to read the data a bit more effectively and assume that if you see a bump in sales over the next seven days when the podcast ad releases from that date, that those sales and those deltas are associated somehow to that podcast. Now, if you're advertising on multiple podcasts and you have multiple releases happening, it gets a bit harder. But the cost of acquisition of a customer, so your CAC or your CAC, has to be measured and taken into consideration when you're doing this. And overall, you're trying to lower your customer acquisition cost. And this is the thing that I also measure in addition to measuring direct attribution results from a podcast. So I'm doing both, but I'm measuring the direct attribution and I'm measuring the assumption attribution that could be associated to that podcast ad dropping. Okay. Now there are some other shows that can allow you to do IP pixel based tracking, in which case I would recommend doing that in addition. So you're measuring three different data points at that point, the trackable attribution with the link in the code, the non-trackable daily sales average that's going to go up or down. And then you're going to also in the event that you have IP pixel based tracking implemented, which you can work at if you're working with a broker, you're working with a podcast that allows you to do this, I'd always highly suggest doing it and then measure all three data points, take the average of that and then decide if that's an actual revenue that you're comfortable going with, regardless of any other objective you had with advertising on that podcast. Lesson number five, don't put all your eggs in the same podcast basket. Now, this is a cheesy one. Everyone says don't put you know, your eggs in the same basket, but it's really true. First off, if you never advertise on a podcast, don't go chase the big guns just yet. Okay, you can make a lot of ground up by going for the diamond in the roughs, the people that just started a podcast or that have a good following and show potential. Those are the ones that'd be targeting first. Those are the ones that are hungry and that want to deliver for you. The second thing is you want to get an interview prior to doing ads when you can. And again, some of the top big shows in the industry aren't going to get you an interview right away. They will cash your check though. Don't worry about that. They're fine doing that. But getting you on the show takes a great story and it takes an amazing product and it takes a relationship to be built over time. And one of the hidden secrets of why we want to advertise on the bigger show anyways, was that we wanted to plant the seed to get us an interview later on. So there's nothing better to get someone's attention than giving them a bunch of money and a product and get the product's name on their lips and in the ears of 
the podcast listeners. But that's an expensive gamble to take, but we are willing to take it in addition to knowing that our conversions were really good. But the hack here is that you got to get an interview before doing advertising. And when you can, always ask for the interview prior to signing a deal. So it goes like this. They want you to advertise for three months or six months. Say, absolutely, we're willing to go longer term. If you can get us an interview with the host prior to going in on the three-month campaign. And the reason why we want to do this is because we want to give you more money. We want to set up a win relationship from the start and make sure your listeners actually know that this is a credible endorsement. That should get their attention for the most part for the smaller mid-range podcast. They're most likely to get an interview with your personalities of your brand if you have a personality. Of course, this doesn't work if you don't have somebody backing your brand. But I would suggest always asking for an interview. And listen, if you're a podcast looking to get people pitching and sponsoring on your show, be open to this. Because let me tell you, there's nothing better than an amplification of an interview to amplify the results of an ad. And I'm going to spend a lot more money on the shows that are going to get us an interview rather than the people that never want to see us on their show, but they're happy to cash our checks. That being said, as mentioned, start investing small in the podcast ads. Don't worry about the bigger shows. You can make up a lot of ground just with the small micro shows. And those micro shows are going to open the doors to bigger shows. So it's better to work your way up rather than try to start at the top and take that big risk. As promised, I wanted to deliver exactly what the ROI was that we measured from this podcast ad. So biggest podcast in the world, $50,000, one advertisement, no other real objective to the ad beyond just trying to get revenue back, trying to get more customers and try to get an interview with that host. We made back around 30 to 35K out of 50 on the show over time. And it was a dynamic placement, meaning that it didn't live on past that one episode, past the 30 days of advertising range. In the event that it stayed and had a dividend, I think we could have made a lot more. But it was still good enough because we got a lot of people recognizing us. Oh, my God, you're on that show. That's amazing. And we got new advertisers. We got new partnerships set up. But we didn't extract the gold. We didn't get the assets. We didn't get more opportunities to interview on the show and everything else that we were considering. So it was a bit of a AKA flop. But I think we learned a lot from it. And these five lessons hopefully help you add some value and insights for your team and your business and give you the understanding of what you really need to know when you're going to look at podcast advertising on those top dog shows. All right, to sum it all up, lesson number one, don't get caught up in the hype and the pipe dream that if I advertise on somebody with a top show that I'm going to just break the bank and everything is going to be amazing tomorrow for my business. Lesson number two, never invest in just one ad. Always aim for at least three to six ads over the course of at least two to three months. Number three, get clear on your objectives and get those baked into your agreement and be ready to walk away from the deal if those particular deliverables aren't met and that they don't agree to them. Lesson number four, track the untrackable. So track everything from attribution, links, codes, things you can track your average daily sales bump over the past compared to six months over the next seven 30 days of that ad going live. And then also when possible, try to track IP pixel based sales tracking provided by either the broker or the platform and the podcast. Lesson number five, don't put all your eggs in the same podcast basket. Make sure to advertise on smaller mid-range shows first, learn what you can, let that traction build up, see that longer tail dividend, go for the baked in ads when possible and go for the organic interviews when possible and always try to get an interview prior to advertising on a podcast or at least get it involved in when you're launching the campaign, you're getting onto the show at some point between day one and whatever the time range is in your current testing flight. 
That's all for today's episode. I hope that you took away at least one valuable knowledge nugget from this episode, <laughs> if not more. And as always, if you have any questions, please drop them in the comments below or send them to me by email. I'm here to serve. I'm here to help you as much as I can in this wacky world of partnership marketing strategies. So until next episode, take care and best of luck. All right, just before you go, make sure to visit partnerupprofits.com. Sign up to the weekly newsletter to get the latest trends and updates on partnership marketing strategies that include affiliates and influencers. I promise it won't be boring. It'll be worth it. And you'll get notified when new episodes go live. And you'll also get instant access to any new tools that I build and add to the Partner Up Profits collection. Be sure to check it out often as I'm adding new things all the time. Go to partnerupprofits.com today. That's all we've got for this Partner Up Profits podcast episode. As always, I hope you leave here today with one new idea that you can apply to your life and business. I'd be forever grateful to you for leaving a review of this episode. And if you like it, rate it a five or give it a thumbs up and just leave a quick comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us at partnerupprofits.com on social media. And please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you're just one partnership away from changing your business. Let others do the selling for you and get ready to partner up and profit.